Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome, everybody. How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Serbian Corner show where a couple of Serbians talk about the Nuggets. Uh, We're on DMVR YouTube channel, DMVR Nuggets podcast feed. My name is Voya, coming from Lincoln. Well, actually from Belgrade, then Lincoln. Uh, and today with me is Miroslav, as always, hailing from Panchevo. What's up, man? Uh, well, Michael Jordan had his flu game, and I'm wearing my Polska, my Poland t-shirt today, so this show will be remembered as a Polish show from Miroslav. <laughs> good day, everybody. <laughs> good, good. good. Uh, well, yeah, well, two of us are here. Every, the guys are all scattered around, and we just wanted to like do the solo. Screw everybody. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so this show is uh, usually the weekly recap of Nuggets basketball. As you know, we're on Saturdays, usually weekends, but we might flip around on Fridays or Mondays. We have quick takeaways, the main themes, disagreements, everything else, everything else in between. Um, and we'll start off usually with our Rakia shots. Um, and this is a Serbian national alcoholic drink, usually taken before dinner, so to make a toast. Um, so what this segment is will be a quick headline, something that you know made a quick impression this week, something like strong, uh, because it's a really, really strong drink. And we got it. We got to correct the mistake from last week. When Brandon said there is, uh, he learned there is good rakia and bad rakia, and we got called out by our people with with all you know with all uh, they should have done that and obviously with all due uh, correctness. Like so, the 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 thing is like there is no bad rakia. So when you ask someone like, oh, um, did you have had bad rakia? Yes, and how was it? It was good. So that's the that's the ending. Though we should have said uh, we apologize to every one of our. You just listeners. need to to get to that level. When every yes. rakia is good, so, so sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's well, yeah, it's they're all good. So that's <laughs> we got to remedy that, and uh, because we joke, there's bad and good. So um, this, so we'll start off this week. There's some, there's some interesting things. Obviously, the games aren't, you know, weren't that great. <laughs> so we're gonna start off with some news. Um, again, great games usually mean we're gonna talk about more about the news because there's not much. You know, we have beat Portland and Houston and. Shot one from twenty eight from the starters in in OKC game, so not much to like f- philosophize about that. So you start us off. What's your first rocket shot? Well, it was a, a tweet by by uh, Mike Singer of the Denver Post. He reported on Thursday that the Nuggets scrapped plans of sending Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray to Grand Grand Rapids for the time being, and that was the first time that Jamal Murray was mentioned. 
yeah. in a co in context of team training and that was that was really really exciting of course we don't know precisely when and if both jamal and michael porter will return to playing basketball with the nuggets but i was getting really really nervous about the lack of news about jamal coming into march this report at least give us gives us back the hope of both of them coming back to the team before the playoffs because there were some you know uh, uh messages about them coming right right for the playoffs or slightly before that this could mean it's it's a bit better than that i think we should concentrate on things like this and not on some random brain fart games like the one against the okc <laughs> this will help yeah, us yeah. as fans with surviving this final stretch of games with less frustrations and more joy and as i mentioned in one of my tweets we are still 15 days away from the march 20th and that's the day when the day will finally start being longer than the night and it will be oh, i yeah, guess yeah. the end of <laughs> fake of fake uh spring and and coming to real spring for denver nuggets so so time to get to more joy i'm not yeah. calling for championship hopes yet even though i was the one predicting the championship in the unfinished business season preview episode about nikola Jokic back in october but I'm looking forward to seeing something more than just Joker finding the open guy and hoping for the best in the playoffs. <laughs> I want to see some of that reverse 5-1 pick and roll with Jamal while Michael Porter is stretching the floor and hitting contested trees. I want Memphis or Utah or Golden State to see 80% of full-strength Nuggets in the first round of uh, playoffs this season. And even if we lose the first round, with a nominally full roster, I will feel so much better about next season's odds. So I just jumped from championship to losing in the first round in one sentence. But <laughs> this is the way this season goes, man. Yeah, this this is the way. <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, I I would say for, for as far as this week in OKC game, I mean this was more like our our, our you know our Nuggets that we're used to, where they win five or six games and then they lose one and then they win five or six or three or four and then lose one. Uh, there's, I mean, there's a reason why it's it's only eight games uh, record for number of wins in a row when Jokic is playing as well since he started uh, playing for the Nuggets. It just, it is. Like last year, they were dominant and it didn't look like they were going to lose ever. And then they have a 20-point lead and lose to Celtics. So it, this is basically what we're used to. Like the, when they were number two seed, I was mentioning, we, we you know, did a show with in Serbian a few minutes ago and I was mentioning like, this is what they when they were number two seed. It was basically the same thing. Like no one knew that they were number two because they would just lose. Uh, they would just lose like some simple games that, or like a national TV game uh, that everyone would know. So like it would win, but no one was was aware of them. So this is kind of like I'm back in my comfort zone. Um, so this is for me. This was at least great as far as Jamal. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. Like the, we didn't really see any news before about him being like we knew. MPJ did an Instagram thing uh, again about saying that he's going to join and all that stuff. But the Jamal wasn't even mentioned, like even in the Vogue report. So I, I find that fascinating that he was supposed to also go tr uh, train. What do you think? Why didn't they? Jamal? Jamal and MPJ, why didn't they go to G League? Uh, I think it was reported also that they would have only one day of training with the gold. And it would be just too much hustle of traveling all the way to Michigan and then come back a, a day after that. So I think that was the main reason why they didn't go there. And yeah, they is, figured yeah. we have enough training staff 
in them. I mean, for one day, yeah. I'm wondering. I was surprised. There, I I suspected they're going to be there longer. I didn't know. I guess there were there were some games planned. I'm I'm not sure. I I don't follow Grand Rapids Gold in in detail. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they they were. That's yeah. That's interesting. Especially now they lost Nick Stauskas to the Celtics, so they could have used Michael Porter to start making some shots. Uh, Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, yeah, definitely that made an impression. Especially because you see the headline, you're like, oh, they scrap plans to send him. You're like, oh, what happened? Is it? And then you know, Singer has to do like, oh no, no, actually, it's not nothing. Like, there's not a setback. They're just changing the plans. They were just, you know. That's right. Uh, and again, they weren't the ones reporting the official Nuggets account that they were going to go to the Grand Rapids anyway. So they just, I don't know, maybe they were like, oh, we don't want the publicity or whatever it was. It's interesting that they scrapped it. I'm glad that Marie's there, like that they were supposed to be there already for tr- for training, that he would have gone to, to the actual other teams. And of course, they would be careful and everything, but it's not working with the coaches only. You also do the stuff with with the other players. Uh, so my, my rocky shot was, was, you know, com- continuing with Murray is the, his interview with complex sports. Did you end up reading that? Yeah. Did you, did you see that one? What'd you think? It's, it's very meaningful. It's, it's really, it's, uh, you can see what kind of competitor he is and how much he wants to come back to the game and how much he loves playing for the nuggets next to Nicola and, uh, and uh, yeah. it's just I just feel like like he is he is a a bull in Corrida that that's supposed to just run run out of the of the gate yeah and, he's, and, he's and, there and get those guys over there so yeah I, I'm I'm just I'm just really thrilled about the possibility of seeing him during this month maybe so that that would be just awesome I don't have a big takeaways about him it's just it's uh, just the energy of him. It's for for me. So to, uh, if for people that don't know, uh, he Mar- Jamal Murray did an interview, sit down interview that they transcribed. Uh, Complex Sports did. It's short interview. I mean, a few questions, but you know they talked about some of the stuff about Jokic MVP. That's the the tweet I made about how they. I'm, I'm hoping they become like permanent Nuggets players. You know, for the rest of their careers. Just you see the friendship, and then we saw the the tunnel shots when Jokic is in a, in a suit and Jamal is like jumping on him, like seeing how he looks. That's kind of their brotherhood. They're, they're, they're like, people didn't think that it was there at the beginning, right? Like, remember like people were talking about Jamal wants the spotlight, wants to be the number one guy and it turned out to be like, no, it's actually just their partnership. Um, and so he mentioned stuff, as, you know, as far as Jokic, it was great because he defended him like the right way. He wasn't just regular, like, oh yeah, he should be the MVP. He's the MVP, blah, blah, blah. He, he said why, like people that watch basketball, know basketball, understand what he does on the court. And for people that still don't think he's, that's enough, what else do you want him to do? Like, dunk, you know, basically like calling out the xenophobia, like what do you need to dunk between his legs for you to notice? Like he's doing basketball things that are for winning, not for not just for flash, although he has flash. Um, as far as the other side of his injury stuff that kind of jumps on uh, on Yorakia, mixes up with Yorakia, is the, the that he um yeah mix mixing rocket that's the we haven't done that yet uh, <laughs> not very smart to do yeah we'll survive we'll survive uh he he basically was talking about his recovery and like it just, just looked like he was saying you know he's not pushing he's not putting any pressure on himself also not giving any false hope to people like oh i'm five days away he didn't put a number on it it was basically i'll see how it goes because some days are bad some days are good and for anyone that that have um, that actually has 
have have had injuries, you know that rehab is never like a straight shot. Like you always, there's good good days, there's bad days. Sometimes you see like, oh my god, I'm I'm healed completely, and the next day you want to fall apart. So that was I liked it that he was actually didn't like give anyone false hope. We'll see. Hopefully he will come back. But again, because of that stupid season last year, it was April where you know around the All Star break which means like, you know, now he's pushed almost to the end of the season because of it. So like technically could have lost like, you know, a season and a half, two season. Um, so Miss <laughs> uh, Love is asking me, how, is, how am I dealing with the fame after after ending up on the Jumbotron and the, and the TV as from my tweet? It's fine. I mean, they didn't, they were talking about the interview, not, not my tweet. Like, so it wasn't, it was just cool to see. It was actually more fun for my little, little cousin that's on my profile picture to see his, that he's also on there. That's why I put him on the profile pic because, like, he'll then he'll go with me wherever the right. tweets go. Uh, so that's you know we'll see. Like, what do you think about Jamal and, and you know, putting pressure on on his recovery and stuff? Does it, do you think that's a good idea, or like, do you think is it fair for fans to always talk about it and like mention it? And he's always being asked that. And it's like, what? How do you think he feels in that situation? I mean, I mean the fans can't help themselves. It's it's it's. The only thing course, yeah. that that that's the only thread of hope of of having championship hopes this season already, and uh, you you can't blame blame fans for that. No, no, and no. Not I think blame. I this is just like yeah. what do you think he feels? Yeah. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Nuggets are really doing a, a good job with not pushing him and not not trying to put a date on when he returns and waiting for him to to tell them that he feels really good. And I I I actually believe that. He's already cleared medically, meaning that nothing is wrong with him anymore. So it's just for him to to make that psychological breakthrough yeah. and and don't feel any any pressure or uh, soreness uh, after after every training or after every game. And I think he will he will be feeling some soreness on that knee for oh, yeah. for several months, uh, even after he returns and he. But they're professional athletes. They they know they need to soak their legs into into ice cold water uh, every day. And uh, yeah, you know there is even that story about Frederick Sasha Danilovic who finished his career in in age thirty. He was a Miami Heat and Dallas Mavericks player as well as the superstar in Europe. And he just quit at age of thirty. And he said, "Man, I just I just cannot go through the whole routine like." Two hours a day of just uh, putting the the, yeah, the, the shields yeah. on my legs and then putting them into ice and so and so on. So so uh, hopefully, of course, Jamal is far from that stage of his yeah. career. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just excited to to see how it looks like when he actually comes back. Hopefully soon. Yeah, and it's it's so what you said basically. From uh, I'm assuming medically is everything's fine. As in, oh, as a normal person that tours his ACL, he can live with his life normally. As an NBA player, obviously, like he has to build up his strength, build up everything around it, and conditioning lose, as well. lose some and weight, like, and, well. and and then and, and then in his head, you know, mentally to like accept that he can go go and dunk and like do a step back. And it's not even just pure dunking; like you can tempo that and dunk is just through contact or landing awkwardly or like forcefully like you know planting your foot on that knee because that's what that's what gets you yes yeah so that's it was very interesting and i like that he's not that he's not like 
pressuring himself to come back right now. Like I, I'd rather have him not come back, but but like ensure that he can play for the next five years without any problems. Then rush him now. Then have a complication that off season needs to be handled in. Because that also, I mean, we see what happened with Cousins with Clay. Like that, that can prolong and make it even worse um, for you know for the future. So Go just for, for like a short term, because we don't even know if even with if he was one hundred percent right now. Who knows if the Nuggets would win anyway? Like you know, we assume because they were that good last year. But even that with matchups in the NBA, like it's crazy. Like you never know what what can happen. So that's I'm I'm glad this is how it's turning out, especially with all the circumstances. Obviously, better if yeah. he didn't get injured, but. It is what it is right now, and, and it's fun to see him like upbeat and he's traveling with the team and that interaction with Jokic. Like he's not because because easy you can get into depression when you get injured and just completely be like, what am I doing this for? Like where's the where's the end goal of this? Like it's been a year and I still don't see it, or, or like I think I see it, but it's but then then it just slips out of my hands within a day of setback or something. So that's I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm just happy to see them on the court. Like I don't know when, but just. Whenever it's going to be really fun and, and like really cool to see him. So are we going to we're going to oh yeah we have a we have a third shot like a t- together shot we have to mention Boogie right yeah Boogie yeah go for Boogie, it Boogie man I mean five days ago I was raving about Boogie and then he <laughs> drops thirty one and nine and four in the first game he starts because Nikola Jokic had to miss the game for the non COVID COVID illness and uh, I'm so happy for him I I said in the last show that I expect him to earn five millions a year for the next season with how well he's playing and this is this is really proving it and i'm i'm to be honest i'm i don't think he'll be he'll be back with the nuggets because i think he will want to start somewhere because he really is too good for a backup center it's just the thing that he cannot stay on the court for more than 20 minutes and there are some you know those uh, token starters like like Bogut in Golden State who played like for 15 minutes per game even though he was always starting for them so i think he would prefer that kind of role to to the one that that he really is on the nuggets but we should enjoy his time this is what actually pumps me even, even more about Jamal and Michael Porter's return because we have another guy and i i i I kid you not. I really believe that Boogie is top three in skill on the Nuggets. When everybody is there, I only I only think that Jokic and Jamal Murray yeah. have more skill than Boogie. Of course, Boogie is lacking physical. Uh, no, no, of course, I mean, yeah, stuff right about now. Skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, pure I, skill, man. Honestly, I mean, like I don't know. Does, Maybe Faku yeah, yeah. as well. But, he does sound know. crazy, but but overall, like even with including Faku, like yeah, he's he's great, but in specific things. You're right. I mean, he might. That sounds. It sounds really out there, but think about it. Just overall, what he can do and what he could do. Like, I mean, he was an All NBA center. He was the best center in the league. And yeah, right. it's it's great. He I mean, was, it was Jokic before yeah. the Jokic. He was by far the best passing center in the league before Jokic came to the league. So yeah, he was. Yeah, I can't think off the top of my head. I just my Horford, the only one that comes up to comes into mind is just who's the who's the great passer. And I get Joachim Noah, but he just. Visually didn't look as as fluid and stuff, but Boogie Boogie was more like I would say he was like the mix. He had some of the Jokic's skill, not all of it, not even close, but like some of the the skill um, in his passing. But then was more like Embiid before Embiid. Like I would say, like because you can see him yesterday, like he's lumbering and like he he does the st- stuff that Embiid does. He's so strong 
then he was running through guys, but then obviously you could obviously you can't run through a person that easily. And then he would uh then we get a foul call and like the shots and the step back. Like it's that was really that was really fun how he said and obviously and then fast break Keith from Fast Break Back was, was trolling and saying like Jokic is a Jokic is a system player, which again was a perfect comment first of all, perfect comment from him. But then also perfect, I, I was already starting to get a tweet out of like should I say it like you know the future is safe in the in the in the Nuggets' hands with Boogie as their best center, like just like as a joke? But I'm like ah, I'm not gonna do it. Like people are gonna take it probably out of context, and which probably on Monday like people might talk like if this was, this was a Thursday game, maybe even national TV, the Friday shows would have been probably like oh my god is Boogie back or what? And then someone would have been a smart ass and like, well what does this say about Jokic? And like what <laughs> nothing, but. It just says about like Malone and the culture and then just how skilled Boogie is. And the fact that what you said exactly is like the skill player type of skills that Jokic has, Boogie can replicate to a point. So he's even like, so he's between like Plumlee and Jokic, you know, quality wise. And yeah. so now the, the style of play, like, you know, giving goes with Gordon, passes out from the middle of the court to a, to a corner shooter. All that stuff is stuff that Jokic does to like elite level and Boogie is like just below that. Yeah, for, right forget, because, forget yeah. the numbers. Every time he touched the ball, something good happened. If maybe yeah. it was a it was a, a handoff, maybe it was a post up, maybe it was a a, a a pass from the double. Every time he did the correct play, and yeah, he he made some mistakes, but come on, he's he hit he had yeah. that bench unit really looks solid. I know they are playing trash teams right now, and we yeah, need to say, big, big asterisks like yes, it's Houston. Yeah. We know, but that's right. It's thirty points against an NBA team, like and and Nikola Jokic. I don't think he would score thirty and no, he doesn't have yeah, against he Houston because he doesn't care. So yeah. <laughs> that's uh, Mislov is right. Like he he did say that a few weeks ago on our on our Nugget Serbia podcast, signing for a year and a half just because of giving him this half a year to get back on his feet and then the next year you have him for that minimum contract before if he if he ends up if if there's a chance to have him like i'll play that contract you get him for for a cheap deal now you're right he might he might play himself out of this uh which i don't care like if he can help this year just just so he can show the the tim Conley just like what type of players they need for the future like what type they can fit in there and and or or the fact that like if you're gonna go with forbes and greens and stuff you can't have them be the center like you can't have greens be the center like a small ball unnatural position center you have to have then a natural center that knows how to navigate in those waters uh like boogie showed that he can do just one more detail about the last last night games game uh faku looked really good next to elite shooters in forbes yeah, and course, and, I mean. uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, uh bones highland and also with boogie uh, with his gravity, it was just yeah. uh, just. A good, I mean, this oh, is one course. of those things. Like, we, two of us are are like ripping hair off our off our heads. Like, yes, look at Real Madrid. Like, there is not a bad shooter on that team when yeah. Fak was playing. Like, that's right. That's that's the only thing he needs. If he doesn't have that, then it's very limited, and then it doesn't click. So easy, you know, easy explanation. Of course. Yeah, cool. We want to go to Borek. Yeah, let's do it. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten today, so let's go. <laughs> uh, so this is our this is our uh, nice juicy pastry from from home from Serbia. Um, it comes either with cheese, spinach, meat. We even had like a dessert porter class week when we talked about Michael Porter stuff. Um, maybe cherries or apples or something like that. Uh, this will be something maybe the best thing of the week. Maybe something just meaty, something we can talk about the most, or something that's important that we want to talk about 
most. So maybe you know the the big calorie can take uh, something juicy. And we already spent twenty three minutes on our rakia shots, which should be quick. So <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know I mean if, yeah if you know you know like if you know what rakia is like one shot can turn into a bottle. So that's right. depends depends on the topics. Like we might. You know, it's not it's not as bad. Like we can we can even be you know we can be worse. It could have been Rakia for the whole show, and then That's stumbling right. out of the gate just end the end the end the show abruptly. So uh, let's start with what do you want to start with? We have the NBA reform stuff, or we have Barton three. Let's start with Barton. Okay, let's go with Barton. So three point record yesterday. Probably it's a big thing. It's a franchise leader. Um, guys talked about it yesterday a little bit and during the week because he was he was like, oh, it's going to be this week. So every Guys in the NBA every every time would talk about like what does this mean and and he's gonna do it this game and then uh he had a nineteen three point uh, shot miss miss streak longest in his career. Um, do I mean we saw that with Steph? Do you do you think now he's you know he's out of the slump or you still think he'll be a you know bad percentage shooter for the rest because he's he was good then he was bad catastrophic. Do you think he's back on track or is somewhere in the middle? We will see. I mean, those those stories about the franchise records are really good and juicy for us talking about the game every day or every week in our case. But it can be disserviceful to, to players. I don't think it's good for players to be aware of those things because they can get in their heads and we'll have like 19 consecutive mysteries which is really, really awful. It's, it's, it sounds like Jamal Murray's start of the NBA career. Yeah. Field goals. <laughs> so, I, I mean, Will was never a, a top-level three-point shooter. He was always tricky. He, he was always having those uh, four or four quarters, and then they, he would follow that with zero for six for the rest of the game. So this is the kind of shooter Will is. He is playing for the Nuggets for seven and a half seasons right now he's the longest tenured nugget yep. right now so it makes sense that that uh, in in an era when all the teams in the league shoot more trees than those uh, famous three-point shooting teams from the past did it it makes sense that in this era you will get a lot of those kind of records i'm actually surprised not more than than uh, how many Three guys from from this era, let's say like that, are on the top uh, places. So it's yeah, it's Jokic, Will. Jokic, Jamal, and, and Will. Yeah. Oh, and and also and also um, um, Porter, the brain fart guy who played just before them, Jer Smith. Uh, Jer Smith, yeah. So uh, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I also call him like like a recent guy. Yeah, he, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. Play. And then you go to the to the, the fourth or fifth. Uh, position and now you finally get somebody from the old times. I think it's Alvin Adams. So uh, when when you look at that, of course it makes sense that somebody uh, playing a lot of games in this modern era, uh, era will will get to that kind of record. And uh, I don't know, it's not very meaningful to me, but I'm I'm glad Will is enjoying that, and I hope it will give him a mm-hmm. bit of a boost uh, for the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. So for for context, Jerry Smith three hundred seventy two games, seven sixty eight out of two thousand ten threes. Barton had four hundred sixty four games, seven sixty nine for two one three two. So two thousand one hundred thirty two. So more games, more shots. Obviously, this era and and you know and Jerry Smith went on to you know to other other teams and stuff. 
so the, this is, brings up the question. Like, we're not going to poo-poo on Will. Like, this is a great achievement, especially like Harrison was talking about that. He was coming in as, a, as first of all, not on the Nuggets for a few years. So we always have that gap, like with Jokic now. You know, Jokic in his prime, but then you do the career averages and he's like 16 points a game, like something like that because of the first few years when, yeah. when you're still coming up. Like he wasn't a first pick, then he can start jacking up shots right away. So with Barton, he comes in as an on-shooter, then goes to Portland, doesn't play much, then goes to Denver and doesn't play much from the start. You know, shots, you know, getting the, the more more opportunities and good looks even because it's not only just about shooting. It's just, um, um, you know, getting the appropriate shot. So um, he has the – obviously this is a great opportunity to talk about like what – we constitute as a great shooter, especially like we come from a country that that's the thing. Like, yes, athleticism, we have athletic guys. We had dunkers throughout the years, like everything like from the area. But shooting is the thing. Like that's where you like Lithuania, Serbia, like that's your pinnacle of, of basketball is like good shooters. Uh, first, what do you I have a couple of questions to start you off? Like what factors do you come in when you talk about a, a best shooter, like a good shooter, what you consider best? Uh, you can have like either statistics, looks, uh, clutchness, all that. And then, um, what? Where would you like rate Will in that list of like good good shooters? And we come, we'll 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 visit like on the actual Nuggets what we think he's he's actually rated in like the Nuggets history of the best shooters in the on the on the on the team. Well, statistically wise, I, I need to uh, to have a, a volume shooter, so not somebody who's shooting like three threes per game, like Zeke Nagy. I fair, need somebody who who's who shoots at least five, six threes or more threes per game, and then of course he should be uh, should be hitting more than forty percent of his, his threes on big uh, on big sample. So uh, right now, if I would have to to uh, compare him to other shooters on the Nuggets. I think, uh, you know, Michael Porter and Bryn Forbes are by far the best shooters on the team. Right after them, I would put Jamal, who is actually a big moment shooter. That That's also very, very big qualifier. Yeah. When does the, the, the great shooter shoots the best? And that's that's when the, the lights are brightest for Jamal. And then, of course, I always say Nikola Jokic is a great shooter. He is also a bit streaky. About the three-point shot, but uh, when he, when the when the push comes to shove, he can have really really good uh, three-point games in really important really important games. Yep. So I think Will is actually middle of the pack on the current Nuggets roster. I think he's up there with with Monte. I maybe I would even put a bit more uh, quality to Monte's shot than to Will's. But it all depends. It it all depends how how, how you look at it, and league wise, of course, league wide, you have so many insane shooters right now. So um, I don't think he is on the on the top level of of NBA shooters right now. Yeah. So well, so again, we go talk about just overall objectively good shooters, or even sometimes it's subjective. Like you like someone's form. Oh, it's very subjective. Ever. But I mean, but, several... but just but let's you know we have Steph Curry. That's the pinnacle. Like we have you know we. Again, for Serbian listeners now, you can also, after this show, go and watch our Nugget Serbia podcast. We talked about it even in depth more with, with one of our friends. Um, Steph Curry, pinnacle. Like, the variety of shots that he can make, the consistency which which he makes it with, that's what you kind of, you know, that's your bar and you have to compare with, like, how far, how close to it they that they get. Because also, aesthetically, look, you know, looks good, uh, you know, 
historically, even in you know big shots, like basically like the entire package of shooters. Then you got your Clays, your Kyle, Kyle Corvers, Ray Allen's like specialists. Obviously, Ray Allen in, in later part of his career, like specialists, aesthetically pleasing. Although I I, I still like on a, I'm on a limb of like Ray Allen and Kyle Corver for me like less aesthetically uh, pleasing than than like um, uh, than Clay Thompson first, and then honestly like Caitlin Clark from Iowa a College right now. She's one of the best looking jumpers in, oh, yeah, in, in history. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I so that's like those are my like pretty prettiness of a jump shot. But then you know then you have like the situation like they might not have a dribble dribble shoot shooting like Steph because of you know just the style of play and like they don't even get the clutch shots you know on on occasion they might get like a bounce ball like you know Real in in the finals they can prove themselves even there. So there's you know there's those bars and with Will is interesting like first of all Nuggets when you look at that list you know the fact that Jr was on top is great like he's a great shooter but again it just it's funny that none of those are like you consider those all time all around shooters like every position every situation like it's the streaky thing like Jr can go for eight threes well Barton went for seven this year at one point or seven or eight but then they they can go from you know all five so with good shooters like you rarely have games that are that bad like Steph can have a bad game but it's not that often like it's very much an aberration um and so I, I was I would say I would agree with you like with current team like he's kind of there historically yeah he's the best shooter numbers wise but what is that you know what does that translate like we, I don't know if anyone considers him the best shooter Re- he's like respectable like respectable shooter and you want him on your team like it's it's not like I don't want Barton to shoot it's just like he was joking, like oh, I'm the best shooter because I um, get the record, and I, I, I'm. It's really cool. Again, the 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 arena moment when they, everyone stood up for him and cheered, and like that that that's very much deserved. Like this is not a of course poop parade on him. And I think he, he he's always warmed up the best out of all of his teammates. So he's usually hot in the first quarter, unlike other guys. Yeah. He usually makes most of his points in the first quarter, anyway. And this is based of no research. It's just eye <laughs> test. I have no idea if yeah. that's true, but it feels like that. Feels like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that's my that's one thing. And then we go um, just a question also for for everyone in the chat. What do you think? Just who do you think will end up on that list? Do you think anyone on this team will? And you know, whoever does, like, do you think they'll? Then can have the title of the best shooter in Nuggets history, Jamal for sure, absolutely. But do you Jamal. think so? So my thing is like, if he does, I still think he will become the best. Like he will be uh, on historically the best shooter the Nuggets ever had. Uh, but what do you think? Like, because we were also talking about not just three pointers overall, because Carmelo's in there. It has to be like Chauncey's one of those, but more he didn't have the numbers because of different teams and stuff. But you have Carmelo, you have Chauncey, like we have again now it's Will as as numbers. Uh, Gary was on that list as well, uh, and then Jamal. I think Jamal ends up being the number one guy. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I really, really hope. I really hope Michael Porter will be there as well, because if that, he that gets was my next there, question. Do you think if he'll he have gets there, games? yeah. If he gets there, that means Nuggets are in a really, really good groove. Yeah, in a really, yeah. really good position. So if you get both Jamal. And Michael Porter on top of that list. That means some things have went really well, and we will be uh, uh, the Lakers of 2020s. So, <laughs> yeah, if 
I think you're right. If if those two are number one and two, then it's going to be a travesty if they don't win a t- title. Like That's if right. that happens, because that means Michael Porter has enough games, enough shots to make that far up, and then Jamal already is like close. One of the better uh, moments yesterday was Jamal at the at the announcing table with Katie Wingy and Rick Lombardi, asking them for his basketball reference page like what how many do i have how many do and he's like 365 days i'm getting it (laughs) and he's and that's 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 why i said like him and Jokic are such a good symbiosis of players because like he is he has that fire like he's like he he's pissed now that he's he's hurt for a year and And, he's not on top of that list and he will not let tim Connolly trade away will barton he wants to make it a real race you know oh yeah of course exactly like yeah (laughs) because yeah if gary continues like gary had a shot like he was he was up he was going and then it just cratered so we'll see and then yeah like i think and then it was i felt bad for him for missing 19 in a row because Steph did the similar thing. Like he had a bad shooting nights when he was close to the record. You just you just get nervous. Like there's more than then your mind starts wandering. Like there's no muscle memory in that situation anymore. It's just you you start being like, oh my god, what if I miss? Like oh, I got to make this. And then you see like, at the beginning of the game, he misses one and it rolls out, and you can see his face. Like everyone's like sighing. Like oh, man, can't catch a break. Like not even yeah. not even that. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, you want to go to? A bit sad. Yeah. Yeah, you want to go to you want to go to the NBA reform. I'm interested to see this because we didn't talk like we try to for these ideas we try to separate them and so we don't like shoot off our takes before the show. And I don't want to I want to yeah. be surprised to see this. Yeah, I want the surprise. NBA yeah. reform. So I will start this this uh, with this team with a Debbie Downer take. <laughs> Why is the team not showing up on a random night in in an 82 game season like we saw? couple of nights ago so the nuggets were shamefully defeated at home with three days of rest yeah. versus a terrible team from okc that was eight players short some of the things i thought were notable Jokic was facing poku in several possessions in the first quarter on both sides of the court you could see he wasn't trying to do anything to zig to this uh, his young fellow serbian <laughs> and i want to try to explain this because this reminded me of a story Jarko Paspal told probably 10 years ago. Jarko was a legendary, legendary Yugoslav player from the late 80s and 90s who was a peer of Vlade Divac, Dražen Petrovic and Toni Kukoc. He spent one season on the Spurs in 1989-1990 and that was also a rookie season for Vlade and Dražen. And back then there were very few players from Europe and especially Yugoslavia in the, in the league. So in order to help each other they would talk before the games and make made signals for each other. So they would make it look like they are guarding each other. But in reality, they would just let each other score in bunches. Wow. To, to help that's, their careers. I mean, literally, that, that's that, what Jarko said. These yeah, are not no, my words. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's crazy statement because, I mean, if, you know, if that was found out at that point, like that could have been like points shaving and like that ruins the betting and even then, like that, that could have been a lot of trouble for them. That, for, was, that was that. before the the advanced analytics, because nowadays yeah, course, yeah. guys know they don't, they can't do that because it's just too damaging to their stats, and yeah, they know yeah, that that, too, yeah. that that also <laughs> will ruin their future contracts. Yeah. So when Jarko got back to Europe, Vlade would continue doing that with Sasha Danilovic and so on during the during the nineties. So let me make this clear. I don't think Nicolas spoke to Poku about this before the game, 
but it yeah. was very obvious he wasn't trying to destroy Alexei in the paint, nor to yeah. challenge him too hard on defense. And of course, the team takes, sorry, always takes the personality of their superstar. So everybody else just started settling for easy and energy-saving plays, you know, threes, yeah. which yeah. resulted in abysmal shooting performance for the starters. The bench was hungry and tried to save them, but nobody can save the game when each starter is minus 25 in plus minus or something like that. Yeah. Now, I don't want anyone to think I'm putting this loss only on Nikola and the starters. I want to put it equally on the NBA as an organization. Now, this is a bit hot takey. I've said multiple times that the NBA is not a sports competition, but a revenue generating company. And I don't expect that to change, but there are some things that can improve the competition and save us from the games that would mean nothing to one or both teams on the court. The playing tournament was a step in the right direction, but the games need to mean more throughout the year and, uh, you know, comparing to what they mean today. So first of all, first thing that, that really makes me angry is the fact that the league is unfair. Different teams play different opponents and the race to the playoffs is so uneven between the conferences. So the first thing to do would be getting rid of uh, getting rid of the conferences by each team, team playing 58 games, meaning every team twice. So we start with 58. And I still want them to play 82 games to preserve the historical stats. Okay, I'm okay. just like, like Bill Simmons, I'm big on that. And you know, I I know that's not the big yeah. You and Bill price to you, like right there. Yeah, right there. So <laughs> I need those remaining twenty-four games played against the competition that is more suitable for your team. <laughs> this is when the conferences come back into play in a more fair way. Top nine teams from each conference play three more times each other, and that's three by eight. That's twenty-four games. So you are getting like five games games against the Memphis, five games against Golden State, Phoenix, such teams. So every game over there is high intensity game. No, no, uh, you you don't have the luxury of just resting on those games, and you need to to bring it. So this is this is the solution for top eighteen teams. So nine teams in the West and nine teams so, in so the So let me ask you a question quick. So that would mean basically your your previous year would depend on your know, top nine as in from previous year, you would schedule them for next year. No, no, no. It's way. just the, the for the actual season. So after 58 games, you can you come oh, to the All-Star break. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you yeah, take yeah, yeah. top nine teams from each conference. And now they are playing two separate top leagues. And then you have the rest of those teams, like, like uh, how many? 12 teams are... Re- that are not uh, eligible for this. And huh. I know you will say that's that's just bad. Who wants to watch those games? I would I would play those 12 teams playing each other twice for another 22 games. So that that's basically for a lottery games. off. <laughs> yeah, and this is the twist. So the best now team from that, the yeah. best team from those 12 will get top chances on yep. the lottery. I will keep the lottery because it's exciting and yada yada. They but will just reverse it. Automatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. The automatic uh, uh, first pick, but they will get the best, the best odds. So no tanking at all. 
and yeah, yeah. Uh, well i mean yeah the, you, yeah you know like if you finish last you you're basically upside downing it so like now if okc is best from the yeah. worst teams they'll have the least odds but then if they finish best for the worst teams they'll have the top odds yeah and those nine teams in the west and nine teams on the on the east are, are also playoff teams with you can keep the playing for eight and nine just to see who will be the eighth team and then just play the playoffs and and those those bad teams will have to compete against each other if they want to have good odds in the lottery mm. it's it is not an original idea this is actually what some soccer leagues in europe does do after after like say two thirds of the season, they just split the teams into two leagues, the the good teams and the bad teams, and they just need to play with each other. Interesting competition. Yeah, that sounds a lot. So basically, you're mid seasoning splitting up. NFL does a similar thing between divisions because obviously they have they don't, they don't have they're not playing against everyone every year. So there's some teams that don't just meet at all if it if, unless it's like Super Bowl. Um, basically, it's. You have the top teams play the next year. Like from the previous year, top teams end up meeting next year from the conference. Like there's like you play your division and twice, and then you play the other division, some random division. You rotate around in the in the NFL, and then the rest of the schedule is like against the teams that are on the same. There were same standings from from parallel division. So like for example, if if Nuggets were first in their division and Lakers were first in their division, they would meet next year for a specific number of times. And then Utah would meet like Clippers, blah blah. Like that's also like an option. Like they're kind of, but you're doing it half midseason, which it might be interesting. It's it's they're getting their midseason tournament because basically, if you're splitting up bad and good teams, you have bad teams fighting for lottery, good teams fighting for seeding. Yeah, and you're basically guaranteed your playoff spot because you're there. Like there's no chance of OKC jumping over. I, I guess is that your reason too? Like they're splitting up, so if OKC beats a bunch of bad teams. They can't jump over uh, the the Charlotte Hornets because they were in the top eighteen now, right? And this is me being reasonable because my what would be closest to my heart is that the bottom two teams that would finish twenty thirtieth, I would just relegate them to G League yeah, for one season, yeah, and then they come back, and no owner would agree yeah, on of that. Course, so yeah. but, 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 but I am know. open on talking to Adam Silver. So Adam. <laughs> Give me a we call. have the, we have number. the we have his number from MPJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but, but but I'm saying like, did you answer? Like, like you, number, so no, that's no. that's your proposition to have, right after 54, you 58, you yeah. cut it off. 50, yeah, 58, it, you cut it yeah, off. It's just, so you just it's you just get to the yeah. It's guaranteed you, playoffs, and then you just go seeding, and then down there you go for lottery. There's no doesn't matter if OKC ends up with. More wins than a top team because top team played harder. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, they are okay, two okay. separate. That's interesting. I mean, I'm. That I mean, how do, yeah. That, again, like I don't know if the statisticians would you know be upset because then it just ruins the whole history. But as far as they want to change stuff, like might as well. That's your midseason tournament. Like that, there it is. You fight for that's lottery. Right. You fight for number one seed in the home court. And there's no conferences. Then you just fight for home court. I, like I mean, I'm, I, cool. I could, I could even see the season that only lasts for 58 games, which would be completely fair. And you could have like, like uh, we call that uh, week one, week two, week three in Europe, when all the teams play in a span of two or three days. So there are no these situations like one team has five games played more than another team, 
and then yeah, this another team yeah. has has to yeah the problem i mean obviously they're the problem like that's then, then it gets complicated well geography and also just you want more you want you don't want one you know one day to have 15 games and the other zero no no like no i i would split it like like five games a day every third day and if you play every third game 58 game season would be perfect of course i know the owners want more revenue yeah, they want yeah, yeah. more money but uh, no that's we'll interesting see. with yeah, we will see what fighting for the what the new tv deal will bring because i oh think God. that 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 arena money will be pick uh, will, will be pocket uh, how do you say it uh, yeah pocket uh, change yeah pocket change comparing to tv deal yeah. next time so they they might be a bit more flexible in reducing the number of games yeah, who knows? We'll see. Well, my, my, that might, well, that, I mean, they're fighting. It's not number of games, it's not because of the arena, it's the TV rights. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they're not, they're not. That's, I mean, the, if it's right. even more expensive, they wouldn't even do it then. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's but cool. I, I like it. I mean, it's an interesting take. Like, it, I wonder what, you know, what people see in the comments and stuff. And we, we might pitch it to the DMVR guys to see if they, if they want to do, a, if they're, want to talk about it in one of their shows because in yeah I, I i don't i mean i don't have any like comments because it's really a nice solution to have 82 games but then for the back half of it to mean anything to for i just don't want to mean. i don't want to watch a single denver versus yeah because then you can game. still have yeah because you can still yeah, have like someone resting players playing against a good team but at least you get a chance to see phoenix against milwaukee a couple of times and i don't care if they rest one of those times if they rest uh um they're big players at least they're good teams against each other so and they're then then they're gonna be like okay i'm resting that means i'll i'll take a hit on the seating there's you know no you know that's on my my end like this way you're right like you tank or you rest and you're not losing much like denver rested basically for a whole week based on their style of play how they played and and didn't lose any ground in the in the standings and it just it's a sucky week to watch basketball (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah cool cool yeah, that's that was pretty great. Do you wanna you wanna go to do the do the the flirty dozen? Yeah, I uh, I, I need the chat to to yeah. help us out a lot right now because I'm doing like my because, first get like my first guest spot at DMVR. Do the quiz alone, no help. <laughs> so chat, help me. <laughs> yeah, so we only have Voya here. Help him, chat, please help him. I will I will take a look at the comments as well and see. So flirty dozen for this week, we are talking. We're going uh, with a smaller dozen, not twelve guys, but nine guys. I call that a small dozen. <laughs> so yeah, we have thirteen is the baker's dozen, and we have nine is the yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. We, we need a name for a nine nine uh, nine piece dozen. Nazgul <laughs> for my nerd guys. Okay, so these nine guys we are trying to guess right now had excellent scoring games while flirting with one assist made. Or to put it <laughs> into normal words, Zero. these guys had a game this season with at least 32 points scored and zero assists. Now, I think everybody remembers that game from Boyan Bogdanovic like three seasons ago when he had 40 points, zero assists, zero rebounds, everything. zero blocks, zero steals, zero everything, pure bucket. Now I'm not I'm not as crazy to to ask for that. I just want 32 points plus and zero assists. And zero assists. So we have nine guys. Chat can have as many tries as they want. Voya can have only nine misses. So let's okay, try to do this. Okay, 50% chance. Okay. 
You want to start um, off before I give you any hints? Yeah, I'll go with Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is not on this list. Not on the list. Okay, which yeah, is a I bit surprising to me. Yeah, I guess he was a. I guess he was a score. So what's a really um, good guess? Yeah, that's interesting. Let's see what else I can give. Uh, Maxi probably has has assists. He might have had. Let's go with uh, Boyan Bogdanovic. Boyan Bogdanovic is an excellent guess, but because I put the bar very high to thirty-two, he is oh, not he on this had. list. He is one of those twenty-five games with no assists. Okay, so so chat chat is giving me Embiid. Embiid is is also a good try, but not this season. So it's not my miss. It's a Clay Thompson but, from the chat as well. Anna Anna made a great guess. Clay Thompson, of course, is. And my my uh, uh, my hint for him was this guy is so good at shooting, he should never pass the ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did have a thirty-seven, was a thirty-seven, something game. Thirty-four. Clay games. had thirty-three points. Oh, okay, zero, against OKC, okay, right? Was that one? It or he had more? Was, 30... It was against Golden State Warriors. Oh no, sorry. I don't. I don't care who against. Sorry. Against. Okay. I, I had it on my table, but I. He didn't. might have had assists on against. Okay, that's man, thirty-two and zero. Uh, Randall's all decent. Dejounte Murray not at all. Jokic is Jokic. No, he had assists. Yeah. Um, Barton Gordon, I think they all had when they had thirty point games. Let's start with some hints. Yeah, let's go with hints. Yeah, first yeah. guy, top of the list with forty points. This guy was a number one pick, and he plays for a team in the <laughs> northwest. Uh, oh, Anthony Edwards. I mean, Anthony yeah, Edwards yeah, yeah. is correct. Number one pick. Give me away. That yeah, that's right. He's yeah. a chucker. Yeah. 40.06. That's right. Anthony, I think freaking my Moran had assists. Like he has a he has those, he's a point guard. I think he's got let a, me give one, one more hint. So yeah. the second guy, also with 40 points this season with zero assists. This guy wasn't traded on the last trade deadline because of an injury. So the other equally good player playing the same position on his team was traded. Oh, uh, Marcus Morris. No, no, Marcus Morris. Uh, he had, I thought he had 30, so 40 points. Someone was traded because of an injury. CJ yeah, McCollum. It, it, it was a question. There are like two equally good CJ, guys. CJ? No, no, CJ is not, not on the list. Okay, uh, let's, let's move okay, on. Oh, uh, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is on the list. This wasn't a hint for him. Oh, it wasn't a hint. Okay. <laughs> for Cam Reddish, I said, this guy oh, is now uh, on the Knicks. I have, I have a suggestion. Bill said uh, from the chat. Bill is a really good uh, try, but he is not on the list. Interesting, interesting. So someone was traded because uh, he wasn't because he was injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's that's a take from from people that are covering this team in the East. So oh, you had, uh, Miles Turner. Miles Turner is correct. Right. Miles Turner. He had a, beginning of the season, he had a forty pointer. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. Let's go to the number three. Thirty-eight points, zero assists. This guy. Uh, oh, is it Cam Johnson from yesterday? <laughs> Cam Johnson. That's right. <laughs> Cam Johnson is on the list. That's that's correct. Okay. <laughs> My now this next guy was an all-star starter for some reason. This oh season. Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Let's Wiggins. Go. Thirty-five points. That's right. Oh Cam Reddish. We guess. Okay. So this next guy is the Orlando Magic version of Will Barton. Okay. Oh, it's not Cole Anthony. It's Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is correct. He had 33 points with zero assists. We guessed Clay. So we now have only two guys left. 
one guy. Let me see if I can let me see if I can come up with, okay. with the name without without okay. the hint. Uh someone from uh, Patty Mills. Ah, uh, come on, man. Patty Mills is too good of a shooter to do that. So you have zero assists? Yeah. Huh. Too too good of a passer, sorry. I mean, but yeah, three, yeah, thirty point games. Um, let's see what else. We have yeah. a guest from Miro, Jason Tatum. It's not correct. Yeah, I was gonna say he has it's, also. It, he's, it's a good. It's a good. Yeah, guess. it's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like him and Brown. I mean, both are are on that on that area. Uh, see who has uh, R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett is a really good guess, and he is on the list if you go a bit lower than thirty-two points, but, ah. but not on this one. Shucks. Let, let, let me give yeah, you one yeah, yeah. Okay, so this guy sucked last season in the complex Warriors offensive scheme, but now oh, he's better. Oh, freaking Oubre. Kelly Oubre, of course. Kelly Oubre. Oh, he had 30s off the bench, so there's no way that guy's passing. 32 points and zero assists. Kelly Oubre is just not the guy for you if you want to play read and react. What about Duncan Robinson? Is he, was he got, did he get to 30 this year? Uh, not with zero assists. Ah. He's not. He's not on this list. Okay. Last hint. So last hint. Okay. And then my misery. This will be too easy. This guy is a seven foot three guy that doesn't know how to back a smaller guy in the paint. Oh, freaking! <laughs> you don't oh, even have to say. I don't even have to say it. <laughs> freaking unicorn! Unicorn my ass! You remember the time when people were saying is Kristaps better than Jokic or? Is Jokic yeah, when Jokic was steps. in Europe and playing for Mega. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when maybe when he was better. <laughs> Such a bad take. Yeah, Steve yeah. May got it. Yeah, he said pours. Pours, yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was a hint because it was it was uh, Mr. Glass first and yeah, Anthony that's Davis. Oh, great! Yeah, almost. That's awesome. We've man, we finished. We we're we're timing these really well. Yeah, we're, we're on the. <laughs> I was I was I was waiting for where to click and and broadcast because I was doing that on our show. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for watching. This was this was fun. Thanks for helping me for the flirty dozen or or the I don't know the the nine horsemen of the Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> we'll figure out the name for for our nine guys. Uh, see you next week. We'll see if it's going to be weekend or not. Uh, I don't know if there's back to backs. Uh, that's the only way. Uh, follow us on Twitter on our handles, social media stuff, DMVR everywhere. Uh, they launched uh, the Chicago Sports as well. Yeah, the Phoenix now. So it's now, you know, once it goes, once an accident, two times, uh, three times is a trend. We, we didn't comment like on, on, on Adam making sure that he will follow Nikola Jokic. If he goes to Chicago. 100%, yeah, even yeah. if he goes to Chicago. He's just no, we'll covering not, we'll, all the, we'll all the possible. <laughs> we'll, leave that. we'll leave that for later some other time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks everyone. You know, DMVR follow everywhere. Listen to us, Serbian Corner. Uh, have fun, Idemo Nuggets. Go Nuggets, Idemo Nuggets. <laughs>